We represent you. Outside again, Tupou away, Tedesco put it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Well, Roosters fans, welcome to this week's episode of Roosters Radio. And that's right, we're back on the ladder. Two points, courtesy of a great run from Sam Walker all the way to the dead ball line. Did it create conjecture? Yes, it did. We don't care. We got the chocolates against the dogs and they were very spirited. But no more spirited than our leader. He's no longer our spiritual leader. He's our divine leader. He could run the country. JWH, what a performance. What a man. That's it, Roosters fans. Lap it up. Soak it up because... He is our new leader up front, and what a game. Silky, welcome to Roosters Radio. It's so good to be back in the winner's circle where we ride for belong. Yeah, that's right, Bush. Hello and welcome to another episode of Roosters Radio, the COVID edition, Bush, and uh, obviously back in lockdown, plenty going on in rugby league circles as we go to air. Uh, obviously, the Roosters are about to relocate up to the Sunshine Coast. But, uh, yeah, Saturday afternoon, or Saturday night, as it were, it was a tough game. The Bulldogs obviously turned up to play. Uh, and wasn't it great to see uh, our special guest on the show tonight, Billy Smith, cross the stripe to get a try, uh, his first in a couple of years, and just great to see him back on the paddock. Well, I know we're calling uh, Jared Weir Hargrave Silky our divine leader now, but I'll tell you what we're going to call young Victor, the Oracle. Because on this show last week, if you have a listen back, Victor predicted that Billy would get over the stripe. He did he say did he'd like to see it. Well, let me tell you something, Roosters fans. Every time he's on, I'll ask him who's going to score a try and just follow it up. Mate, just on Victor Radley too, top the tackle count. What a great way to come back to the fold. Uh, there was some bone-rattling tackles from Victor. One in particular, I think it was Josh Jackson. He nearly broke him in half. There's a, there's a couple of players involved in the tackle. Um, but I've got to say, Bush, one thing I have enjoyed with uh, the no crowds, the microphones that are on the field you're able to capture some of the, the big contact and the heavy hits. Uh, you know, you've got the fake crowd that they uh, put in later on, but some of the bone-rattling hits and the, uh, the thud as the, as the contact is uh, taking place, I love that stuff. Isn't it great? It just takes you back uh, many years and there's no place for the faint-hearted. And what a great game. It was so good to hear Victor last week talk about his tackling style, talking about keeping his head and maturing, and then to see what he did on Saturday night, we... We, you know, we spoke about him and his leadership and how he's just grown into that role. And, and particularly now it's been accelerated with the injuries to two of our greatest ever and, you know, both Boyd and Jake. And Victor just took that up. Josh Jackson, God, he got up on, he would have got up on Sunday morning asking yeah. his missus, you know, if she could just, you know, hold his ribs. It looked like a bone rattler, didn't it? It sure did. And look, another notable mention, you, you brought him up in the intro, Bush, JWH. Uh, what a bottler of a game, 200 plus metres, 40 tackles, and just led from the front. It was a real captain's knock, and, you know, he uh, he was clearly the best player on the field. By far. And, you know, it's that, to have him go up the front and just strengthen, uh, you know, our middle like that, you know, lead the boys around, you know, it's such it's it's great to have an any team, but he's been doing it, Silky, for a long time. And this is what, if you're not a Roosters fan, you probably don't realise it. He doesn't get the accolades from other clubs. They see him as, 
uh, someone who gives penalties away and things like that. That happens because that's the style of his game. He leaves nothing out in the field, and that's what I love about him. Another notable mention, I thought Joey Manu at fullback was uh, yeah, very, very strong, outstanding. Ikevalu on the wing, and it was great to see Satili just come back and do what he does best. Oh, I have to agree with you there, Bush. Look, Daniel Tupu, week in, week out, is one of our most consistent players. Uh, I just don't think he gets the, uh, the raps that he deserves. Uh, he's been fantastic for us all season, uh, you know, his his early hit-ups, you know, we, we build our attack off the back of those first three tackles where it's our, you know, our back three. But look, once again, you know, he was error-free and just doing the tough carries, I, I just love watching him play. I think that's the confidence too, Silky, so of signing another two-year deal. You must feel good about yourself when the coach says, look, we want you for another two years. We know he's in the twilight of his career, perhaps. Uh, he grew up a Bulldogs fan, funny enough. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, Toops. And, yeah, and just an all-round great guy. As I said to you, I love him so much, I think he should have been a cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Just a couple of other things I pulled out of the game, Bush. I note that we completed at 73%, still down quite low. And for once, we actually won a penalty count, which was something we don't see very often. Still 13 errors in the game, which I thought led to two of their tries, I believe. But... Look, there are a couple of the, the spots I think we need to identify where we have to improve, particularly the error rate. Yeah, look, I think it was a wet night, mate, and I think that you know, the coach is going to be semi-forgiving. It, it wasn't our greatest performance, but it was a grinding win, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just think we had to get the job done, and we found a way. And, you know, you always hear the experts, and we always say we're not, and we aren't, but we're of the fans, by the fans, and for the fans. And Cooper Cronk said, you've got to find a way to win, and that's what the Roosters did, and they found a way to win, and I thought it was good. So we're going to ask Billy Smith, our guest tonight on the show, uh, what he thought of it, but it would be remiss if we didn't bring up uh, the last play of the game. It's been spoken about so much in the media. Uh, just your thoughts on, on Sammy Walker running the ball dead and, and uh, what you think? Look, in real time when I watched it, wasn't a fan, but, you know, in hindsight, I guess, and there's uh, Graham Mannersley's come out uh, and said the NRL have no problem with it. I don't have any problem with it so long as we got the two points. And, uh, mate, that's it. It's fish and chip paper now. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was interesting at the time. Um, you know, he's young, he's cheeky. I really love the way he plays. And, you know, just looking at Coach Robinson's face afterwards, I'm dying to know what whether he pulled him aside quietly. In the press conference, he was asking about it. Um, we know how good he is in the press conference. Robbo doesn't give much away. But I don't think you'll see a lot of it. But I thought it was actually a slow... I'm a 50-50 here. Yeah, it's not in the spirit of the game in some ways. He could have gone for a drop goal. Puts us under pressure. I just thought he, he ran the clock down and it was a bit of fun. And it's created plenty of uh, hype and media, which is interesting. Well, they've got plenty of mileage out of it this week, Bush. But look, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Billy Smith about that and more. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, we've got a young man online that's battled for injury for the last two years. We've been salivating at the bit to get him out in the field and really see what he can do. We know he's a schoolboy star and we come onto the blocks and just burst Silky when he's made his debut for the Roosters. Aren't we glad to have him back with the injuries we've had and he'd make any side in first grade and a great return to Rugby League. Billy Smith, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. Good to be here again. Mate, firstly, uh, you know, you've had a couple of setbacks, Billy, and uh, we talked about that up in the Captain's Club and you were kind enough to come up, do an interview when you, you were still out injured. But uh, to get back on the field and score a try, mate, it must be really pleasing for you personally. Yeah, mate, it was a, yeah, it was a good night. I mean, it's uh, obviously been a bit of a long road to get there. You know, some some points I didn't think I'd, I'd, I'd get back. But, um no, it was just a, it was a relief, I guess, to play my to play my first game back. And obviously, um, it wasn't a great game, but um, it was a scrappy win, and it was good to get the two points. And didn't have to do much to get over the white line, but um, managed to do it anyway. Coach Robinson would have been uh, 
would have been mixed. His, his, his face after the game gave an indication that he might have been a bit unhappy, but he's such a, what I love about Robbo is he's got a really good poker face. You don't know what he's thinking, a little bit like Wayne Bennett and, and, and Craig Bellamy, but what did he say to you boys after the game? Oh, similar to that. I mean, he, I mean yeah, he appreciates um, he appreciates the toughness of the night. I think I think we found some, we started quite well. Um, I think we lost our way a bit uh, at the back end of that first half and you know, the dogs turned up to play. Credit to them. They um, they're a, they're a strong pack in the middle, and um, you know they kind of battled it out. And we thought, you know, we'd we'd edge away, but they just kept clawing back. Um, and yeah, it was one of those it was one of those back and forth games. You you just had to find a way to win, and um, luckily enough, we did. Mate, the elephant in the room. It's the uh, the players' perspective. Great to get this one out. Uh, everyone's talked about it on social media. The fans have got their own take on it. Silky and I did an interview with Chris Warren last night uh, about it. Uh, you know, on two SEN, our sister station. Sam Walker, uh, last play of the game, you know, only 30-odd seconds to go, and he, he ran down towards the other end of the field. What did you think from, uh, from where you were standing? Sammy always surprises us. And you never know what's going through his head. So it was, it was no surprise he did something like that. But, um, oh, mate, yeah, um, he's too, sometimes too smart for his own good, Sammy. He's always one step in front of everyone else. But, you know, I guess, you know, it's, some people think it's, you know, it wasn't right. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it didn't give them an opportunity to do anything. So... Um, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. I think Silky says it best, mate. Two points are two points, and we needed them. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Hey, Billy, uh, just back to yourself, mate. You are a, a superstar schoolboy rugby union player. You came through uh, the nursery that is Scots College there in the eastern suburbs. What made you decide to choose rugby league over rugby union? Um, I guess it was just, um, oh, I mean, to be fair, Going through school, rugby union was always a pathway for me. Um, it wasn't until my last year at school that um, a couple of league clubs came knocking, obviously in particular the Roosters. And um, I kind of met the Roosters and the and the Waratahs on the same day. And I was just so impressed by um, Trent Robinson's aura and um, just just the way he went about uh, not only the meeting, but his, his, his perspective and his views on on what could have been the next few years for me. So I think pretty much right after that meeting, right after the Waratahs meeting, I thought, I think this is the place for me. I guess the um, the pathway was just a lot clearer and, um, yeah, I've never kind of looked back since. I think it's fair to say if you look at the results of both sides, you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and, mate, look, obviously there's been a few setbacks over the past few years since you made your debut, obviously the knee and then the shoulder. Uh, for a young bloke trying to cut it into first grade, you know, is tough enough. But what have you learned about yourself? But I'm actually, I've actually been really lucky. I've been, I've been surrounded by, um, by some guys who've gone through similar stories. Obviously, um, you know, Teddy's a big one. He's a good mate of mine. It's a big one for me. He, he battled through a few injuries um, in his debut year. And obviously, Boyd Corner's another great example. But it's just, I guess it's just perseverance. you just got to put one foot in front of the other and um, trust in the process and, and trust in that, um, you know, hard work get you to your goal. And I guess um, that's kind of kept me, kept me in line for the last two years. Not, not easy by any means. I mean, there's always days where you kind of doubt yourself, but the love for the game, I guess, I guess always keeps you, keeps you on the right path. And I suppose too, there'd be times where you just got to train by yourself doing the rehab. You know, I'd imagine that would be kind of tough when you're seeing your teammates going out to, to train over at Kipax or whatever it may be. And, and you're stuck there doing the rehab. It's unbelievable. And it's amazing what, um, you know, it's amazing what sort of effect it has on, on your home life as well. Cause you're constantly feeling like you're letting people down. Um, so that's where that's where you know a lot of credit's got to be given to um, my family, my partner, and um, you know my friends who've just been kind of rock solid for me throughout this whole whole period. Billy, speaking of uh, family disruption and home life, uh, the whole entire game or well, the nine Sydney clubs have been relocated uh, 
you know, up to we're going to the Sunshine Coast. How much does that affect you as a player? I mean, you know, I, I think uh, I was watching Sean Johnson on the weekend and he said something that I thought was very true for you guys. You know, we put you guys on a pedestal. We love watching you on the weekend. We expect you to be ferocious animals on Sundays or Friday nights. We expect you to be altar boys on Mondays and then, uh, you know, training UFC machines during the week. But, you know, you're human at the end of the day. You've got families, girlfriends, boyfriends, all that sort of stuff. How does it affect you and, and how does it feel from a playing perspective? Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. I've kind of, I'm a young kid. I'm, you know, it's quite easy for me to pick up my stuff and move. But for, for a lot of guys, it's not. They got pregnant partners, you know, little ones with not much support back here. So, man, I feel for, I feel for a lot of people. But at the end of the day, it's uh, we just got to get it done. You know, we we can sit and complain about it for a long time. But um, yeah, I think I think I think there's there's some upsides to it. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to the move. I think it's going to be um, a good opportunity for us as a group, as a Roosters group, just to kind of get together, knuckle down this last bit of the year and, um, and attack finals in a, in a good way. But um, as I said, it's, it's, you know, my every situation is different. Um, my heart goes out to a lot of people in some tough situations. But, um, yeah, you just got to get on with the job. There's also worse places to be stuck than Sunshine Coast too, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all right. We um. You know, obviously, we're lucky enough to be to be stuck in a, on a nice draw on the Sunshine Coast. So, I suppose there are a lot worse places to be than there. Yeah, Billy, back to your game. Obviously, we watched you play there last Saturday night. But I dare say, having spent the amount of time that you have on the sidelines, you've been able to to learn and take in uh, a lot of information off a, a few of the players. I mean, you look at our outside back line. They're all been internationals. Joey Manu, obviously, Teddy, the Morris twins, Toops as well. Mate, what have you learned over the past couple of years that you've been able to bring to your game this time around? Um, I think it's just the consistency of all those guys. I mean, I, I, as you said, they're all internationals in their own right. But um, mate, their ability to, to turn to turn up week in, week out, um, you know, for some guys like Daniel Dubo, he's been doing it, you know, for over 10 years. So just like, just, just picking their brains a little bit in, in, in the specific stuff, but just in general, just seeing how they go about their business week in, week out on a consistent basis is something um, that I've envied and, and obviously look, look up to a lot because... You know, I'm someone who's really trying to get some consistent football under my belt. So the more lessons I can take away from those sort of guys, um, yeah, the better. Billy, have you got a, an influence on your career? I mean, you know, you burst out of the blocks, mate. We all saw what you could do as a schoolboy. and You know, such an exciting talent. You've got so much to offer this team and, and yourself. But was there someone you modelled yourself on as a kid or who was your favourite player or someone you model yourself on now? Never really thought about that. I mean, obviously, um, I was actually a, a Dragons fan growing up. So you know, I should be saying it here, but... um. You know, I looked up to guys like Matt Cooper and Mark Asnia. So I've always been a kind of down and out centre. So I've looked up to guys like that. But um, as I've gotten older, um, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, the Teddies, the Joey Manus, those sort of guys uh, are pretty impressive guys to watch. So and I'm constantly looking up to those guys, to be honest with you. I'm training every day. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of their, of, their, of their ability and their talent. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm still, I'm still kind of in, in that spot where I'm looking at them and being like, wow, pretty yeah. special people. Billy, we, um, we had the pleasure of knocking around Jared Weir Hargraves last year at World Club, Silky and I. Um, we went over and covered um, you know, the World Club tour for, for the Roosters for the podcasting. And what we noticed about him is he's just such an amazing leader. He gets the team together. He is the heart and soul, as they say, or our spiritual leader. To see him do what he's done over, you know, he's done it over a decade. People forget he's been doing this a long time. I know he's had a few penalties and things that, you know, people say, but my God, he's a good leader. What's it like for you as a young guy? to look in a football side and be, you know, I suppose, directed and led by Jared Weir Hargraves? This year, personally, it's been one of Jared's best years. Mate, he's just been instrumental for us over the last few weeks in particular. Obviously, we've had some really big leaders of our club go down this year. And, um, 
mate, Jazz has just has never taken a backward step and, and he still does. And it's, it's inspirational what he's been doing for us. And he just makes us want to be better, if I'm honest with you. Um, hearing his, his voice and seeing the stuff he gets up to on the field, it just it makes you want to do more. And, um, mate, yeah, as I said, his, um, his leadership can't be understated this year. He's been incredible. Mate, Wednesday night, Blues take on Queensland. What are you expecting? I'm expecting a whitewash. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I think um, it'll probably be a different game. But, man, I think I think that Blues team's just too talented. So I'm, I'm hoping for a Tedesco hat-trick. Oh, I like that. And lastly, mate, Saturday night up there at Townsville. I mean, it was going to be our home game, but obviously uh, due to the COVID, we've gone up to Townsville to take on the Cowboys. They got a touch-up last week, courtesy of the Bunnies. What are you expecting from them on Saturday afternoon? Oh, mate, at home, they'll, they'll turn up. So, um, again, we just got to go back home and, and go back to our rooster style of footy. And, yeah, we, we you know, they're, they're a tough team. They've got some good good players, obviously. You know, Jason Tamalolo in the middle and Val Holmes at the back. So, um, you know, if we just go about our business, man, I think, I think we, we, we should be all right. Well, Billy, we want to wish you the best, mate. Uh, it's always outstanding to have you on Roosters Radio. The fans love it. I know uh, Arnie Meggs, I don't know if you call her that, but I'm sure you will. Uh, she's been great to Silky and I down at the club. We do a lot of great stuff with her, and she's your number one fan. Yeah. Uh, and, mate, we're probably number two and three. And, and long live your form. You've really, really come back as if you hadn't been injured. So congratulations on that. And good luck on the weekend, mate. And I hope the rest of the season's injury-free. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your support always. Thanks for your time, Billy. All the best, boys. Thank you. Well, there you go, Roosters fans. Uh, such an impressive young man. And uh, with you know him coming back into the scene, it just strengthens and bolsters our side, Silky. It gives us a lot of confidence. You know, he, he plays like he's been around a while. And, and certainly it's really good to see him with the injuries he's had. Just come back, score a meat pie, and just settle in uh, so easily. Yeah, Bush, uh, interesting on that point. Look, he mentioned James Tedesco there, and many people probably forget Teddy had two serious knee recos in his early career at the Tigers. So uh, it was interesting to get that insight from him. But look, yeah, I think, I think as you rightfully say, uh, he, he didn't look out of place there on uh, Saturday night against the Dogs. And let's just hope he, as you rightfully say, he uh, just continues, plays well, and, and uh, can get through the rest of the season uh, injury-free. Yeah, great interview, great young man. You're on Roosters Radio with Silky and Bush. We're back right after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Saturday afternoon, 5.30 kickoff, Roosters taking on the Cowboys up there at Townsville. But before that, Bush, we've got a big game of rugby league this Wednesday night, New South Wales versus Queensland. How do you see it? Yeah, Silky can't wait. Such a shame it had to be moved, but it had to be moved up north. So it gives us an opportunity to 3-0 whitewash Queensland in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. That's never been done before. And that will take back all those eight years of sorry sacrifice. Young New South Welshmen have suffered at the hands of Smith, Slater, Cronk and Co. So I'm looking forward to a big whitewash. Big games from Teddy and Angus, uh, our Roosters too. And I can't wait for Origin kickoff. Mate, obviously, Caelan Ponga returns. And there's been a few changes to the Queensland lineup. Look, I think they will turn up to play. I just, I think they're still going to struggle with, you know, New South Wales, although they've lost both their halves. Um, they'll have White and, and Moses making his uh, New South Wales debut. But just the, the speed and power of their outside backs, I just don't think they can compete, the Queenslanders. Mate, I've been watching a little bit of uh, footy with the downtime we've had in the lockdown. Paul Gallon said it best last night when they're talking about Daly Cherry Evans' leadership and 
uh, you know, whether it's questionable. And, and Paul Gallard said, mate, I'm an expert in this area. Sometimes you just get beaten by a better team. And Daly Cherry Evans is facing probably the greatest New South Wales team we've seen in a long time. So I think we'll get the chocolates. Uh, I don't think it'll be easy. I think Queensland will turn up. But what a great night for Roosters fans to watch Angus and Teddy at their best. Score prediction, Bush? Score prediction, New South Wales, 28, Queensland, 16. Oh, 28-16. Yeah, not bad. I'm going to go New South Wales, 32, Queensland, 6. Yeah, you got him with six points, Silky. That'll make uh, Coach Freddie, former Rooster, very happy with only one try for Queensland. Now, uh, speaking of Queensland, changing gears, we have a game against the Cowboys on Saturday night. Uh, you saw how hard we grinded against the Dogs. I think games like that set us up for games like this. And I think that if we play a similar style of game, we can get over only just by a little if the Cowboys come out firing or we can put a score on. That's the beautiful thing about our Roosters at the moment. We're a little bit unpredictable. We've, got, we've gone away from our rhythm due to injury and many other factors. But if we played like we played against the Dogs, we can grind this one out and take another two points. Well, I think they still have to fix up the error rate. You know, 13 errors is too much. Yep. And they've also got to, uh, you know, improve their completion rate. So they go hand in hand. Look, there's some mouthwatering matchups. Obviously, uh, Tao Malolo for the Cowboys. I'd say uh, Victor Radley will be looking for him uh, at some stage of the game. But then you've got uh, the likes of Jordan McLean up against JWH. Uh, you know, they've got Cohen Hess, Angus Crichton, of course. So there's some uh, – and even the, the two number nines, uh, The name, his name escapes me, but he's a pretty handy player, the, the Cowboys number nine, up against young Sammy Verrill. So, uh, yeah, and then the outside backs, obviously Valentine Holmes. They're still a pretty handy side, the Cowboys. They don't – they you know, the results haven't shown it this year. But, um, you know, up at home they're going to be tough. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this match. Yeah, no, so am I still. You know, I think uh, I think it's going to be a tight one, though. I'm going to predict a score of Roosters 18, Cowboys 12. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of of the same vein. I'm going to say Roosters 22, Cowboys 12. Well, there you have it, fans. Two great games of footy this week, kicking off with Origin Wednesday night with our two Roosters stars, Teddy and Angus, leading from the front for the Mighty Blues and hopeful whitewash silky. And, of course, Townsville, Saturday night, 5.30 p.m., what a great way to spend lockdown in the afternoon. Just turn the barbecue on, pull out your uh, Roosters VBs and just have a couple of cans and a few uh, a few stags or uh, even a way you run from the politest collection or just pop a little Steggles chicken, a little beer can in the bum and away you go, mate. No better way <laughs> to spend a Saturday night, Silky. Sounds good. That's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our special guest, the one and only Billy Smith. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win.